0: to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Good to know you depend on a different government. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> Can I get an Amen. amen. I was on the right track there, praise God. Hallelujah. All right, we're going to talk about the power of God a little bit more this morning, since you cut me off last week. (laughs) Even lost my doily lady. (laughs) That's serious when you lose your doily lady. (laughs) But her daughter stepped right in. How about that? Talk about next man up. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, All right. take your Bible this morning, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 4. We're moving into a time when the power of God, I believe, is going to be on display more than it ever has in a long time. We've preached the gospel, we've had evangelists, we've had things, but we have not seen the power of God demonstrated that often. And not only in the church, but it's going to be demonstrated out in the world. But first of all, you've got to understand that it's real. You've got to understand that it's actually there, and then you can believe in it and take it out with you and do whatever happens. Praise God. You'll feel free because it's God's ability. Say God's ability. God's ability. We just sang the song, what, what, what Mountain Can He Move? What Can He Do? So it's a lot easier to lay hands on someone when you know God's power is responsible for the results rather than you. Amen. Yeah, that's right. See, what keeps you fearful is you think you're responsible for it. Well, I laid hands on somebody who was on their deathbed and they died. Well, the, Praise God. You didn't kill him. See, sometimes we think like that. Praise God. But all we're supposed to do is follow what the Word of God tells us to do. And hallelujah, everything will be all right. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, look at verse 20. It says, for the kingdom of God is not in word, but is in what? Power. So the kingdom of God is not only in word, but how many of you know it's in word? Because we need to preach the gospel in order to release the power of God. We know as kingdom citizens of heaven, when you were born in the kingdom of heaven, you now have peace, you have joy, you have health, you have victory, you have heaven as your home because it was a byproduct of you coming into the country of the kingdom of God. So all these things you possess, but now we find out that we possess something else. We possess something called power. Say power. Now, these powers, as we found out last week, Paul said, my speech and my preaching is not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. So when Paul preached, or Paul taught, or Paul was just walking along talking, there was a demonstration many times of the power of God in his life. Say demonstration. Demonstration. Say it again. Demonstration. Demonstration. What is demonstration? The dictionary says to clearly show the existence of a truth or of something. To clearly show. So when you're demonstrating the power of God, you're basically, at that time, you're clearly showing the existence of a power that you cannot see, but you can see the results of that power because there's evidence there, and that is a demonstration. And let me just do this, because I don't know where God's gone with all this stuff over the next month or two, but do we ever? No, No. No, thank you. So basically, you can't get locked in on the demonstrations or what demonstrations You just got to get hungry for God. You got to get hungry for God. You got to get hungry for the Spirit of God. You got to get hungry for the touch of the God. Because just about, because Brother Joe came up and cried doesn't mean you're going to cry. And you shouldn't come up trying to work up tears. Come on, I'm thinking like people think right now. See, and people get the joy, and they laugh, and they get touched, and they're rolling around the ground. That doesn't necessarily mean that you'll get the joy, but it doesn't necessarily mean you won't have the joy at the same time, do you see? It's not about the manifestations. It's about the power and the Holy Ghost behind the manifestations, see? And sometimes things will happen that you don't understand. Stop trying to understand them. God, you want to mess yourself up, figure everything out. Amen. Drive you nuts. Try to figure out the why this happened or the why that happened. It'll drive you crazy. You can't do that. No, no. There's manifestations of the Spirit of God, basically, that happen, and they're all different. We have no idea. I can remember we used to do, when we were in the holiday, and we did a Sunday morning service and Sunday night because we only rented it for one day, so we didn't do Wednesdays. But we made Sunday nights power of the Holy Ghost nights. And all we did was preach on the power of God, lay hands on the power of God, touch people with the power of God. And, I mean, we did that every Sunday night. And I mean, the regulars who came on Sunday morning were fine, but there were some who wanted to go beyond. There were a small few who wanted to go beyond. So after doing their Sunday morning duty, they wanted more. I'm sorry. (laughs) See, they wanted to come, so people were coming back. But, But the thing was, we were getting people outside the church. At the prayer meeting that we ran, the Catholic prayer meeting, it turned into a Lutheran Catholic prayer meeting, then a Methodist Lutheran Catholic prayer meeting, and that's what made everybody mad because we were getting people in who did not belongeth to our groupeth. So I got the left foot of fellowship. But how can you keep people from not coming where God is moving, touching, healing, setting people free, bringing them joy, breaking stuff off their life, just because they've got a label that was probably put on them because they were born into it. See, to keep them from getting everything that God wanted to give each and every one of them. So demonstrations broke out all the time. We always had demonstrations. People had the joy. People shook under the power. Some things you you see, you just can't believe are really even happening one time we were, we were preaching on a Sunday night and there was somebody right over there in the second row right on the end and, and it was time to pray for people and I told him to come up and he couldn't come up, he couldn't get his feet off the carpet, he couldn't move, he was stuck to the floor and I said what's the matter with you and he says I can't move, I'm stuck to the floor and I said well then just stay there apparently you're, apparently you're getting touched unless you came in with sticky shoes, something spiritual It's happening over there. So then, you know, the, the next morning, on Sunday morning, that he came back, he came up, and he wanted to talk to me, and we had the hug or whatever, and he came up front, and he said, I know what happened. I said, what? He said, well, I think there's a leak <laughs> in that side of the building, and when it runs down the wall, it comes under the carpet, and the carpet probably got soaked, and then my feet, you know, from the rubber on the bottom. I'm thinking, are you out of your mind? So if you don't want to claim the power of God, you can figure out a way, you know, Jesus operated in a power and they just said it was from the devil why because they don't want to accept the power of God. And many people in the church are that way too. Many Christians are that way. They don't want to accept the supernatural power of God. They want to keep everything nice and tidy and in order and lined up. When you get into the Holy Ghost, nothing's going to be lined up too much of where you go or what you do or what you preach or what happens or don't happen, but manifestations and demonstrations of the Spirit take place. And you don't know what they're going to be. You just never know what he's going to do. One time there was a guy who came up in this church and he came up here and stood must be that side of the room at the end. You know what, he must be on this side of the room, praise God, because somebody was over there again. These seats are now $10 a piece. But he came up front, and he was touched, and he didn't jump. He just went up and down real fast. He wasn't coiling or anything. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't know whether to grab him or, or hold him. or. So as a good pastor, I just walked away. I don't want to look stupid, so I looked like I knew I was doing I just walked away. But he stood there for like 15 minutes. And, I mean, he wasn't doing this. He was just going straight up. Something was going boop, 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 like that. Now, how you many know you can't explain that? But then again, you don't know what happened. See, in his heart, people get touched by the power of God when they come up. They don't fall down. They don't cry. They don't laugh. And many of them end up with more than the ones who did sometimes. It's, you can't explain it. But, see, we're the smart generation. Yes, yes, Holy Ghost, let me help you. We'll we'll not have that bouncing anointing ever in here again. (laughs) Tell him what to do. Tell him how to do it. You just got to get hungry for God's what you got to do. You got to want whatever God wants to give you and whatever takes place and whatever happens. People fall down on the floor and they're so drunk they can't get up and they keep trying to get up. Just lay there. What's the problem? Probably the first good nap you had in years. (laughs) Everybody trying to get up. Stay there, for gosh sakes. What's happening? He's doing some surgery on you yet. He's working on you yet. He's doing something. I'll tell you, I hear the voice of God very well when I'm laying on the floor and don't care if anybody's around, anything's in, and I'm out, praise God. And God just speaking to me and showing me and telling me. You hear the voice of God. And you start, some people even believe they can hear the voice of God who never believed they could hear the voice of God by being touched by God and heard God. See, everything, everything you do once that works in your life, you, you know it's real then. And people got to experience the power of God in order to know that it's real. Glory to God. You know, it, we went to, went to the water by the church or water by the liver. Where am I? That's it. Miracle by the water. That's where I was at too. I was there also, yes. We went there. I mean, it was really good. It was powerful. It was good. But there was one day that, that there was a guy who ministered there who I know basically who ministered. It was at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. There wasn't very many people there. And he preached like fire on the power of God. You, some of you know him. Don Nally. He was there. He's preached. Don preaches. He's evangelist. you know what that means? Oh, yeah. That means after he preaches, you better go or you're going to get in trouble. Because he operates in the power of God, you know, that's what he does. Well, he decided to lay hands on people, and like Don is, you know, he called some people up. Some of our people even went up, laid hands on people. There wasn't that many people there, probably 25 maybe. And he starts laying hands on people, and everybody else does, and they start dropping. One right after the other. Somebody says, I'm healed, starts yelling out. And then all the way from the tent over here who weren't paying attention, all at once started coming this way. See, if he was done preaching, nothing was happening, they just sat there the whole time, and, oh, no, here they come, and all at once the ice cream shop had to shut down for a little bit. And in Christianity, that's big. If you get people to leave the ice cream shop and come to God, you've got a move going on. I'm telling you right now, that's a major move of God. And people started coming up. People started running up. They were getting in line. They were doing it. Because in the heart of hearts of every person, there's a desire for the power of God in your life because God put that in there and we lost it when we lost the Holy Spirit when Adam messed up. But Jesus came. This ain't going to work. When Jesus came, he made a way for the Spirit of God to come back into the earth realm and demonstrations of the power happen again. Jesus was the kingdom on two legs. He, he lived in demonstrations. He walked in demonstrations. Every place he went, there was a demonstration of the Spirit of God. One time it said the whole city. Now, I don't know how big the city was, but if it was a city, it had to be bigger than a town. So the whole city came out for him to lay hands on them. How many of you know that's going to take a while? I mean, I've laid hands on 15, 20, 30, 40 people, but I've never laid hands on probably 3,000 people. That's a lot of people. But what was the draw? What was going on? Why was everybody coming? Because the power of the Spirit of God was there. See, there was demonstrations. People were seeing the fact. So, you know, they started laying hands on people. This one got healed, that got healed. There was some lady there. I don't know who she was. She was crying during the whole thing because she was in so much pain. She had a cane. She had all kind of problems. Even when she stood up and they were praying for her, she could barely stand up and they prayed for her. And the power of God just hit her, went right down through her. And once she started saying, "I'm healed, I'm healed," and she started running all over the place. And she ran back to me. I was trying to stay out of the way, and she grabbed me and started hugging me. And I thought, "Dear God, I didn't do anything. Let me alone. I'm just (laughs) like." And she ran over to her husband, who was over here, and started hugging him. It was the first time in a long time she didn't need a cane. First time in a long time she wasn't in pain. First time in a long time she was excited about the things of God. First time, and she was there. I mean, I don't think she ever left. I think she just came in the morning and stayed all through the nights every single time. And then she came over to me and says, I I heard you've got a book. I'd like to have your book. I said, well, they got them at the front up there in the sacks. You know, they got a little gift bag for anybody that comes or whatever. So she ran up there as fast as she could and get up there, and she came running back and said, they're out of books up there. They don't have books out of there. They're out of the books up there. And there was somebody saying, I've got one of those books. And she said, can I have that book? And she she said, go ahead. So she took that book. Oh, I've got that book. I've got that book. (laughs) But she was excited about the things of God. She was there every single service. She was—I mean, she was touched by God. She was changed. Have you ever been touched by God? Yeah. Have you ever felt the presence of God on your life? Yeah. See, and, and I mean, it's sometimes because women are a little more sensitive. Is that a good word? Thank you. There's a lot of words I could have used there. You know that it was sensitive it was good. Keep an eye on me. <laughs> Yeah, because they're a little more sensitive. They seem to be touched and moved by the Spirit more. But believe you me, if you're a man, it can happen. (laughs) Yeah, it can happen. It can happen to you if you're not careful. If you're not there, praise God. But you've got to get to a point. You know, When I first got in revival and got in the move of the Spirit of God, I was telling God what he could do. Touch me if you do this. Touch me that way. Touch me this way. One time I was in a meeting at Vero Beach. There's a big church out there that's been on Route 60 for 9,452 years. What's it called? Central Assembly. Central Assembly of God. They had some evangelist who came in there who was preaching, who was laying hands on people at the end, and everybody was going up, and they were getting touched and falling down and just bellowing out crying, and the next one get touched falling out. And me and my wife are standing back there in the last row. You know, I like to watch things. I'm a watcher. I like to watch people how they do it and I don't have to talk I don't have to do anything I just got to watch so I'm watching back there and the Lord says are you going to go up in the prayer line and I said well I guess I could you know nobody really knows me here. I'll go up there see what happens you know what takes place and so I'm walking up there and the Lord says well, when he touches you you're going to laugh profusely and I said no 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 this is a crying anointing Can't you, I mean aren't you even present right now do you know what's going on everybody's getting touched and they're crying there's no laughing anointing here he said, you're gonna laugh. I said, I don't think I'm going up then. And he said, oh yeah, oh yeah, you're going up. You're going up and you're gonna laugh. So I waited and waited, you know, hoping he'd quit before I got there. But he just kept laying hands on people, this and fall down, cry, this and fall forward, cry, this and fall down. And then of course, here I am. And, and you know, if you're, if you're in that spot, you can feel it coming. It's not like it just hits you when he touches you. He's about four people away from you. and Oh no, here it goes. Here it cometh. And then you're going, I'm trying not to do anything, but it's. And he lays hands like that, he touches me, and I just, I mean, I let out. My wife probably put a sack over her head. Well, I came out with the biggest laugh out of my belly and chested, and I, I was like, I was experiencing it and hearing it, but I was wondering who was doing it. It was really wild. Let's see. I thought, what idiots laughing? Oh, it's me! My God, it's me! Because it's not a head thing; it's a supernatural thing. Because out of heaven, out of, no, out of your belly shall flow of living water. So once joy comes out of my belly, and I tell you what, the whole place is about freaked out. You know, it's like, what do you think you're doing? But you know, if you really get touch with God, you're sad. You should be in weeping mode right now. And there you are, having a good time in the church. This is ridiculous. So I laid there and laughed and laughed and laughed. He went on. Everybody cried and cried and cried and cried. And I don't know why that happened. I don't know if it was just to show people that you didn't have to cry. Every time you get touched by God, you can actually enjoy God. Because my Bible says, in his presence is full of weeping. No, no. In his presence is full of? See, at least I got scripture to back up mine. Yeah, so things like that are going to happen to you, but it's no different. And then one thing you've got to get rid of, can we go there this morning? You've got to get rid of you. I'd go up there and get prayed for, but if I fall down laughing, I'm going to look foolish. And everybody in the church is going to know I lay down. Nobody cares about you in the church when you're getting touched. They're sticking their own thoughts about what's going to happen when God touches them. They're not there to judge you and mark it down, although we did have a guy who came one night. On Sunday nights when we were doing meetings, and he came with a pad and a pen, and people started falling down. He went, I said, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm just taking notes. I said, for what? He said, just to see what's going on here, because we've had reports. Yes, we've had reports. We have had some serious reports. And about three days later, I get a call from some big church down in Fort Lauderdale that said, we want you to join our group. I said, praise God, good. What do you want me to come knock people down? What do you want? Praise God, whatever you want. And he said, we want you to join us because we have formed a group to come against fake demonstrations. And I said, no, thank you, click. So there's actually churches. I mean, we're not just talking about heathens. We're not talking about people. We're talking about actual churches and people full of the Spirit of God who fight against the Spirit of God that they're full of of the Spirit of God. And then they wonder why they walk around like they've been sucking on lemons every day. (laughs) We've got the truth, praise God. Don't you get over it right now. No, they don't. They don't have any truth. They'd have some life. They'd have some joy. They'd have some presence. They'd have some power. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy, oh and it, but it's also in the Holy Ghost. We want to cut the Holy Ghost off. Oh. And I'll tell you what, without the Holy Ghost, you ain't going to have much righteousness, peace, or joy. I mean, you can fake it on Sunday for two hours, but God already moving in some of your hearts through the word of God, but sooner or later, he's going to start moving in the power of God. And you're going to feel the presence of God, and and whether you do or you don't, I mean, you don't don't judge anything. You don't judge yourself. You don't, but you've got to allow God to do what you want to do. The prayer maybe we were in, we got together as leadership all the time, and you know what we prayed? Holy Ghost, do whatever you want to do until he did it. And as soon as he started doing it, once we pulled back on that prayer, because he didn't do the way we thought he should do it. And he was just blowing through the place. There's people falling down on their chairs. They weren't even being touched. The power of God was moving. People were shaking. People were getting knocked back three and four rows by the power of God. And all this was happening. And all, once they called an emergency leader's reading. Because something's wrong here. And I said, didn't you want a move of the Spirit? Yes, we did. Oh, didn't you say, do whatever you want, Holy Ghost? Yes, but he doesn't want that. I said, well, apparently he does. And they said, you're going to have to stop that. I said, I didn't start that. All I know is this is that. Ah, this is See, all at once when it starts happening, all at once, it's, it's fun when they, when they want to box this Christianity up, when they box this Holy Ghost up and they tell him exactly what he can do and what he can't do and what he should do. Let me tell you, the Holy Ghost knows what you need. And if you're hungry for it and you really desire for it, you're going to get it from him because he's been trying to get it over to you for 25 years the way it is. He tried to get me out of my head for years. But there's a certain way he had to do it. He had to get into our lives. He had to touch us. He wants to do that. He wants to change each and every one of us on an everyday basis, in your heart, not in your head. He wants to get on the inside of you, and he wants to do some work here. He wants you to get along with people you never got along with in your life. He wants you to stop thinking about cursing Brother Joe, because you don't curse Brother Joe, because we don't do that anymore, because we're loving people, we're different people. And that's what he does on the inside of you. He changes you, and he melts you, and he molds you. And then you, st- you get your mind off you and start to get it on helping other people. Amen, that's right. Amen. See, and all at once, you're setting people free. You're healing people. You're, you're delivering them. You're casting them out. And you could care less about you right now. You don't care if anything's done. You don't even care if your bills are met at this point, because you're doing what God wants you to do. But I guarantee you, your bills will be met. See, I don't know why God don't meet my bills. Well, how many people you prayed for in the last 42 years? See, you're not even operating in the kingdom. Seek ye first the And all these things will be Notice the added doesn't come before. I wish it did. I wish he dropped $1,000, $1,000,000 in my hand so I could buy a building rather than tell me to buy a building and not have the money for it. See, if I was God, I'd run things a lot different. <laughs> I'd make it a lot easier. I'd say, here's a million dollars, go buy a building. No, he says, go buy a building. You ain't got no money. He says, give. You ain't got no money. One time we were in a... Reinhard Bunke came here. Praise God. How many know Reinhard Bunke? He was down in the stadium down there. We went, we were all excited and everything. Then he had a meeting for pastors. Well, I claimed to be a pastor that time. I don't very often, but I did that time because I wanted to be in the meeting. So instead of PT, I turned into Pastor Tom for a day. So I went there. Me and Becky went there. I mean, he preached and he taught me. I thought, oh, my God, this is good. And then, of course, they took up an offering, and I looked at Becky, and I said, what are you hearing? And she says, I don't know. What are you hearing? And I said, I'm hearing 500 bucks. And she says, that's what I'm hearing. The only problem is we had, like, $502 in the bank. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, if we're going to do this, we can't really write out many checks or either those are going to bounce or his is, and we certainly don't want to bounce his. We'd rather bounce the electric bill than bounce Reinhard Bunkie's check. God knows what would happen if something like that happened. I don't know if there's enough angel protection if you do something like that. So we gave it. Did it make sense? No. And I'll tell you what you don't want to do. Ask somebody if you should have did it. Oh, my God. You will hear you are the dumbest human being that ever lived in your entire life. And many times in the Holy Ghost, people think you are the dumbest human being. But the Holy Ghost knows. He knows. He knows. See, you think some people know you a little bit. Some people know you. He knows everything about you. You don't have to, oh, God, I did this. He knows. Lord, this is just the way I, he knows. See, we go to God with stuff thinking that he's ignorant or, or he was in the closet someplace when we did him. Or we were in the closet, see. And we even pray that way. Lord, you know I was a sinner. He, really. Come on. Give God a break. He's got a lot of prayers come in. Make them worthwhile. Yeah, it's the spirit of God. So the spirit of God, is into, he's into manifestations. He's into touching people's life. He's into healing people. He's into delivering people. But most of all, he's into filling you with the spirit of God and the wisdom and the knowledge that already belongs on the inside of you so you can extend the kingdom of God. We sang a song this morning where the kingdom is extended at the speed of light. Well, how is it extended at the speed of light? Through you. Through you. That's how we do it. That's how the church is supposed to be doing And there should be a draw. You look at Jesus. He never called for a meeting. You ever see that in the Bible? Jesus will be appearing in Capernaum, 7 o'clock, tomorrow night, because he's coming. Bring your offering and bring a drink and we'll be there for a while. No, he just walked in the power of God and people sought him out. Cities sought him out. People came and found him. Why? Because there was a power there that they needed, that they wanted to. How about the guy by the name of Nicodemus? Come on. He was a spiritual leader. He, he was the King Puba at that time. He wore the robes. He wore everything that he wanted. He was his, the top of the religious thing that anybody could ever desire in that day. But he knew he was missing something. So, of course, like all Christians, they came to Jesus at night. I'm going to go to that Holy Ghost meeting, but I'm going to hope nobody I know is going to be there. I hope not, because somebody might know that I'm going to Treasure Coast Victory Center. And we've heard stories. Oh, we've heard some stories about that place. Woohoo! you never know what's going to happen there. You better be ready if you're going there. Yeah, that's the way it is. Praise God. And then I'll tell you what, you get touched with the power of God and with the Spirit, you get all excited. And then you bring one of your friends Who's never experienced it, and you're spending the whole service going, "Don't move tonight. Please don't move tonight. Don't touch. Don't touch Bill. Don't touch him, Lord. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it." And pretty soon, Bill gets hit with the power of God greater than you, and you look like a fool because he's enjoying it more than you are, and you brought him. See, we think everybody's going to repel the power of God. No. You <laughs> know it's coming, don't you? <laughs> No, it's the deadheads, the carnal meatheads who don't understand the power of God and don't want to because they're already locked in their own thinking of what's supposed to take place, what's supposed to happen. They're telling God what to do, what not God not to do. If you're believing for healing, believe for healing. Don't believe how he's going to heal you because you don't know. You don't know how he's going to heal. And the worst thing you can do is get your heart on your healing and off of him. So you just keep your heart on him. He bore my sicknesses, carried my diseases, by his stripes I've been healed. How, how do you feel? Terrible. But I'll tell you what, by his stripes I've been healed. I love him, I thank him for healing me, I love him and thank him for healing me. But if you get off at any other thing, and then you'll start thinking, well if I do this, see here it com- here it comes. If I just do this, I'll get it. If I do that, I'll get it. I need the electric bill. I got a rich uncle who I'm going to call and just mention, I'm just going to mention that I need some money. No you don't, you're trying to trick your uncle into giving you the money. Do you see what I mean? We're either going to trust God or we're not. And that's what we're coming down to. We're going to trust in the power of God or we're not going to trust in the power of God. We're going to trust in what Jesus did and commanded us to do or we're not going to trust in it. But there's going to be a separation. It's going to be a separation. And that's that's why I struggle with the word Christian. Because you say Christian, everybody's a Christian. You can be sleeping around, you're a Christian. You can be an adultery. You're a Christian. You can be shooting people. You're a Christian but that's not it Christianity was only in the Bible two times and one time it was derogatory it's talking about kingdom citizens what's a kingdom citizen someone who has the nature of God on the inside of them and are progressing in that nature on a daily basis by faith not by their own works John was talking yesterday he talked about the you know the the vine and the branches and and that we get pruned every now and then how many get pruned every now and then But most people want to prune themselves all the time. Religion will wear you out. Don't you understand? You trying to do something in your own life ain't going to work. You don't get pruned. You just simply abide in him, and he will prune you in areas of your life, and cut back needs to be cut back. We want to do all the work. Why? So we can get all the credit. See? We want to be the ones that lays the hands on Brother Joe when he gets healed. Why? Because everybody will think, I'm really something. That's another thing you've got to get over. Self-promotion's got to go. You can't promote yourself all the time, then never promote anything else. See, you should be promoting everything else outside of you and then barely promoting yourself. Are you following me? But how many know in our hearts we want to promote ourselves? We want to promote us. We want to put ours out there. We want to do this. We want to do that. That's the reason why I didn't go to anybody and do the books because I didn't want to promote the book and look like I was trying to get engaged in something that I wasn't a member of and I didn't pray for seven years and I was trying to sneak in the side door and get my book in there. And and if you look at my book, it doesn't even have a place where you can get a hold of us. It's got no phone. It's got. It's not like people are going to read a book and say, "I want to go to that church." Yeah, we'll find it. (laughs) See, it's not in there. Treasure Coast Victory Center, 3212. Look for the big new sign and be there. (laughs) No, it never says that anywhere. Praise. It's just a book. See. And what are we trying to do? We're trying to help people trying to get the Word of God into people's hearts and into their minds, especially brand-new people, because that's what that book was written for to begin with, is to help, and even people who've been Christians a long time who don't know there's a call and a purpose on their life. They just think they're saved, and that's the end of it. That's not the end. That's the beginning of the whole thing. And we preach the cross, the cross, the cross, and we stop there. Well, if we're going to preach the cross, let's preach the whole cross. He not only forgave your sins, He healed your body. He touched your mind. He gave you the nature of God. He put peace on the inside of you. He put joy on the inside of you. He put the power of God on the inside of you. The spirit of God's on the inside of you. You're filled with the almighty power of God. Let's, let's go to the cross if we want to go to the cross. Let's talk about what happened there. And all these things were provided by him. If I went to the cross and provided all these things for people aren't receiving it, I'd probably be in resentment right now. He had a, you know, what he went through was not probably exactly real nice. You know, We get a hangnail and we think we're dying. Isn't that the truth? But when you think about the nails in his hands and feet, why did he do that? He did that to more than just give us a, a date in heaven somewhere along the line. He gave us to make us new creations in Christ Jesus. The old junk has passed away. All things have become new. Don't claim who you used to be. Claim who you are or you'll never come out of who you used to be. That's who you used to be. You got born again. You're different now. You're a brand new species of being that never existed before. You're a spiritual being, and you can walk into things of God, and you can do whatever this word tells you to do. And you want people around you to even run by you. Amen, that's right. In other words, I want everybody in here to run by has got this meeting and that meeting, and people are coming from all over, and women are coming from all over, and they say, aren't you worried about that? Why would I be worried about that? My God, that's what I want to happen. Well, what happens if they start a church down there? Then if they think that's right, let them start a church. I don't think they're going to do it, but we just want to get to people. We just want to touch people. We just want to help people, for God's sakes. It's not about how many numbers you got or how many people you got or whatever. Jesus had 12 disciples, 12, and I'm sure he'd like to cut that back to about eight. Come on, read some of the stories. My God, talk about patience galore. Yeah, you had to put up with them guys all the time, praise God. Well, who is the greatest? I'm sure it's me. See, and you read all these things. These are the things that we got to get out of our life. We're not looking for greatness. We're not looking for famousness. We're not looking for all those things. We're looking about being used by the kingdom of God to touch other people's lives and get them saved, healed, delivered, full of the power of God. Why? So we can reproduce. It's like a domino thing. You click one domino, the next domino goes down, the next domino goes down, the next domino. So we want to be, look what Jesus said. I did a lot of great works here, but greater works. Notice, he wanted us to go beyond him. He didn't say, well, I'm Jesus, and you can't do anything I did, but just do something while you're down there anyway. He didn't talk like that. He said, greater works will. You do, whoo that'll make me happy if you start doing that, because you're doing better than me, praise God, as one of my disciples, and you're out there. And how many know we're going to do greater works because there's more of us? See, we're everywhere, praise God. Foreign countries, look at it. It's going on right now. There's people over there. People are getting touched. You're not going to hear about that on the 6 o'clock news. Not going to hear about the revival going on in Africa right now. You're not going to hear about the flow in Pakistan right now. You're not going to hear about the Spirit of God moving in those countries because it's not on the news, and they're not going to put it on the news. But the problem was the United States, we've got too many people who are just so pleasurable. We're just complacent, doing well. Oh, do you go to church? Yes. Every Sunday, Wednesday, about once every three months. <laughs> but I love the Lord, and everything's going fine. And Have you ever told anybody your, your testimony? No, not right now. I'm still growing into it. I know. Do you ever get touched by the Holy Ghost? Yes, 38 and a half years ago, I got touched. <laughs> Such a move of the Spirit on me, I'll never forget it. But it was just a one-time thing because I needed it. Then I sure don't need it now because I've grown up to a place. And that's the way people think, praise God in the church. I mean, if you think God's done with you yet, my God, you need a brain transfusion. No. Now, I've been in this business a long time, and I'm not even close to the finish line yet. But I'll tell you what, I'm going to run my race. And I'm not going to run your race. I'm going to run my race. Some people want to run everybody's race. Tell them how to run theirs. Tell them how fast to go. Tell them you should be moving faster. You should be moving slower. You should be jumping up and down. You should be doing the hurdles. You should be. What about you? You've got your own race. Everybody runs an own different race, and they're different. Every time when I was first in a, in a pastor, and I'd see this evangelist operating the power of God over there, I said, ooh, I'm going to be an evangelist. And then somebody be over here operating oh Ooh, no, no, no. I'm going to be like this. And I, no, I'm going to be like him over here. Oh, I'm Benny Hinn now. Let me throw my coat at you. I, I'm running. Oh, you idiot. You, oh, no, no, no. Why? Because they were having success, which wasn't bad, and I wanted to succeed. But sooner or later, I had to come back and just be me. See? He created me. He didn't create Rodney and me, Benny Hinn and me. See? It's a different anointing, it's a different style, it's a different call to do. I don't think He's called me to a church of 3,000 people. Because at this age, I couldn't lay hands on 3,000 people. <laughs> I'd lay hands on 2,000, somebody would lay hands on me, then i get back up, and i do another 1,000, and we don't. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, if you don't think a service like last week takes life force out of you, try it sometime. I go to leave here every time, I look at Becky and say, I need a nap. Jeez, I need a nap. Here, I'm getting too old for this, praise God, hallelujah. Glory to God. Why is that? Because that's life force. That's who you are, a spirit being. It takes life force out of you to inject it into other people. Praise God. And people are just in a receiving mode. You've got to be in a receiving mode. That's why some of you even get touched in the seat if you're not careful. See, you're not ever going to avoid this totally by just not coming up. Because he can find you. He can find you whether you're in the front row or whether you're in the back row. He can find you. Yeah. Why is that? Because he loves you. He's not trying to embarrass you. He's not trying to make you look like you don't know what you're doing. He's not trying to make you look like an idiot or a fool. He's trying to get into your heart to do some surgery in there and remove some things that aren't there and activate. Say activate. Activate. man. if you knew how much stuff was on the inside of you right now that needs to be activated, if I knew more of the gifts on the inside of me that are in there that need to be activated, have some been activated? Yeah. I mean, there's no question about it. He has made me at heart a revivalist. That's what I am. I'm a revivalist, but I'm a pastor more than a revivalist. So every now and then I can step into revivalist mode. But then sooner or later I just step back in the pastor mode. I love my sheep and pat them and give them a nice little sermon and live one another. But then all once he sticks me into revival, then it's all hands on deck. Praise God. and Who knows? <laughs> And I understand that. I understand what he's doing and when he does it. And right now, since what happened up here, it has triggered something on the inside of me. And I think it's triggered something in this church. And I think it's triggered something on the inside of you that a lot of people who were complacent a month ago are not going to be complacent anymore because they've understood that there's more that God has for each and every one of you. And it doesn't take a pastor. It doesn't take a minister to do it. You people can do it. Praise God. You can do it. I mean, when I first came out of, you know, the... I'm going to put this on. We should be okay with it. The family that I was in, you know, the Karis is basically in the Hidingers they were called, but the whole thing was encompassed in alcohol. It wasn't just a, a sporadic thing. Everybody drank, you see? And the kids, everybody drank. So when I came out of that, I was basically saying, Lord, what am I supposed to do? I'm the only one that came out. I broke out. I don't see anything happening. Everybody's really in there. Nobody really likes me. Nobody wants to really talk to me. Nobody wants to do anything. And God said, I've given you authority not just for your own life, but to use in another direction. So I started speaking to alcoholism over my family, over my relation pulling that down in the name of Jesus, that they had to loose the people in the Karis and Hyde in your family, that they had to get their hands off those people, that we're starting a new generation now, that the power of God's going to flow into their lives, and they're going to be blindsided by the Holy Ghost, and the glory of God's going to start setting people free. And once I get a call from a cousin, hey, we're going to a Holy Ghost church now. We went out. Mom and Dad don't like it. I said, no. I thought everybody would love you when you came out. No, and what happened? One by one by one by one by one by one by one, but we're breaking that, and now you're starting a new generation. Praise God, that's what it's all about. I don't care how bad your parents were. Get over it. I know they weren't perfect. I know they were probably messed up. I probably didn't know anything, but you're the generation that's going to start. The next generation That's going to start my grandkids' generation and my great-grandkids' generation, and it's going to go down, and that's not going to be a problem anymore. See, we've got the ability to do that stuff. It's more than just saying, oh, praise God, I'm doing pretty good. There's other people out there that need your intercessory prayer, need your authority, need the power of God in your life, and need counsel and wisdom, praise God. So that's what we're here to do. And sometimes you pray and pray and pray and don't see anything. But, boy, when something actually happens, I'm telling you what, you are so happy. Somebody came up to me at the, at the thing and asked me to pray for them, and I did without a badge. I want to repent. Okay, better now. So I, la- so I prayed with him and it was about a daughter who basically was having trouble and she walked away from the Lord and blah, 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 not in names, addresses, nothing like that. So I talked to him and that was on Tuesday, Monday, that was on Monday. So got back on Wednesday night, he came up and talked to me, he said, you'll never guess what? I said, what? He said, my daughter's here tonight wow. at the revival tonight. I said, well, praise God, that's good news. He said, that's great news that she's here tonight. And then he came up the next night he said, guess what? And I said, I'm going to guess this time. I believe she's here again. She is. She's here again. She's coming back to the meeting. She's doing things. So see, she wasn't even there. Nobody laid hands on her. No, she didn't fall down on the Holy Ghost. She didn't bounce up and down. She didn't laugh. She didn't cry. But you're in the spirit, and it supersedes the natural realm. You're praying in tongues. You're probably praying a deliverance for somebody in Africa and don't even know about it. And they're going to see you in heaven and say, "Will you praying for me on this certain day? Because I got healed. Praise God. Hallelujah. But you didn't know it at the time. But the Holy Ghost knows who needs. But now you can direct your prayers too. Some of you got relation. You need to be taking authority. Some of you got kids. They men all the time. Train them up in the way they should go. And I don't care how old they get. Bless God, they are going to stay right in it. Whether they like it or not, praise God. That's the way we're going to do it. Well, it don't look like it. I don't care what it looks like. Praise God. They're going to grow up in the things of God and grow up in the things of the Lord, and they're going to love the Lord. You know, some people say, well, I'm 25, and I don't do anything. I was 30 and still a drunk. Get over the age stuff. Amen. I don't care if you're 102. And <laughs> still moving the power of God, still praying the Holy Ghost, still help somebody, still touch somebody, get somebody saved, get somebody delivered. That's what we're here for. Praise God. Hallelujah. And God is doing a work right now. He's doing a work in me. So if he does a work in me, guess what? Sorry, Charlie. You're going to get it too, praise God. Hallelujah. Because the power of God's real. It is a real thing, praise God. I know you can't see it, but it is real and it'll work. If you just step out and just do it once or twice, it'll work and you'll never have so much more fun in your life than to see someone else. Even, even when God answers your prayer, it's good, but it's not great. It's great when someone else gets, life gets turned around by God using you to do it. I don't know why that is. It shouldn't be that way. It should be better if all my prayers were answered and you didn't get anything. But it's not that way. You want the other people to receive. You want them to be healed. You want them to be blessed. You want them to be filled. You want them to be, uh, whether you get $20 for your bill or not is good, but it's not great. Great, because that's where we were. How many know God so loved the world? He gave. Yeah. Yeah, he gave. And how many know he gave a pretty good thing for you? People say all the time, I just don't know if God likes me. Well, He gave the best price He could give to get you. What do you think? He didn't know what you cost. He didn't send a donkey. He didn't send a rabbit. He sent His only begotten Son to die for you. That means He must thank a lot of you to pay that price. Come on, He's Jewish. Right? He ain't going to overpay. Come on now. He knows what he's doing yeah he paid a price for me and every time I think about that my God he sent his son to pay for me for me look if I was the only one in the whole wide world he still would have sent him to the cross to pay for little old me praise God that must mean he likes me that must mean he loves me and he loves you too don't go through the guilt and condemnation stuff oh I just ain't doing enough you're probably doing too much see it's not a who can do the most and who can be the busiest contest one of the greatest failures there is in the world to be busy and not effective. Yes, that's right. Because you're busy all the time. All the place. We moved in into Spirit last week and God gave me just a short little word. <laughs> he gave me a short little word. He gave me a word for you. Right there. Mr. Florida. He just... And it's not really a word to you, it's just he revealed to me that ever since we did the baptism of the Holy Ghost service... That you have moved into a different realm you broke through some walls that you were stuck behind for a long long time and you were there and you love God you just couldn't seem to get through them but on that morning I don't know how long ago it was you got through I mean all, once a crack happened whether it was a crack or somebody blew the doors off you got through that and now since that there's a joy you're experiencing that you never experienced before a peace you're experiencing that you never experienced before I just was sitting there talking to the Lord and he was just having such a good time because you're having such a good time I mean you know he likes his kids to have a good time and he just showed me that you're having a good time now you're walking around with a smile and you know why you're walking around with it you're just smiling all the time (laughs) and and there's an advancement going on in your life he wants you to know that 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 continues now see you've taken a couple steps but now there's more and more steps and if you just keep going in the right direction and desiring him and going after him you're just going to keep going more and more and more into the presence of God and the things of God and there's gifts on the inside of you that he actually wants to use in you. Richest place in the world is a cemetery. Because everybody took their gifts and they're laying there in the grave and they're still in there and they're not being used by anybody. You got to use them here. How many know you don't use them after you die? Jesus don't need deliverance. The Holy Ghost don't need it. Anybody up there don't need deliverance. So we want to get everything out of the inside of us. And that's what he's going to start doing in your life. And it's not only going to help you, it's going to help you too. No love each other more and more, and all the things, you know, you've been through some things, but that's all right, you're through those things, and you're on the other side, and he just wants you to know, man, he's really happy about the progress of both of you, and you, you know, like something, I don't know what happened to you, but something happened to you, but I just know what happened to you. God, don't bring up those things unless they happen to you, you know, praise God. <laughs> Glory to God.